Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We truly hope you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. How many of you have little OCDs? Little OCDs? Anybody? I mean, I got like five honest people. Five honest people. Okay, watch. Everybody just bear with me a minute, right? A lot of love, preparation, time, energy, prayer, seeking God. In my distraction at this very moment, okay, watch. Somebody, look, look over at that blind. Look at it. Like, like that, that is just not right. Okay, I, how can you continue? How can you move forward? Huh. So the only thing I saw, I saw all of you in the blind, just screaming at me. Fix me, fix me. Oh. It's amazing. It's amazing how, you know what I love too? Wanda and I have been enjoying this. How God, our hard drive, how he, how he wired us. You know, each one of you has been uniquely designed by the creator. He's actually madly in love with how he made you. All of us, I, I'm his favorite, you know. So I hope you feel the same way about yourself. But I want to declare something over the body of Christ. We've been declaring this for years. Good morning, glorious, victorious church. Come on. Good morning, glorious, victorious church. King Jesus is alive. He rose from the dead. He defeated, he conquered sin and death. Jesus destroyed all the works of the devil. Jesus perfectly represented the heart of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Exact replication, perfect demonstration of God the Father. God the Father was in his Son reconciling the world to himself. We have a good God. We have a good Father. We have a good Holy Spirit. We have a good Son. And you know that same... You can, I, I, I say this a lot because it still continues to blow me away. The same power that raised him from the dead lives in us. The same power is alive in you as a believer. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. We're loved sons and daughters. We're children of God. That's who we are. The church is alive. I just want to, I, I love igniting or charging the atmosphere. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place we go. 2 Corinthians 3.18 As believers, we are being transformed from glory to glory into the image of His Son. That's our journey. And you know, God is leading us in victory. If you don't believe that, your thoughts have consequences. Right, Harold? Harold said that several times over this weekend. Your thoughts have consequences. If you believe that God is leading you in victory you're going to be walking in victory because I could rattle off for two hours scriptures that talk about God leading us in victory. God is taking us from glory to glory. Philippians 3.14, you know, there is an upward call. Ever notice that? It's an upward call, not a downward spiral. It's an upward call. There is an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We press on. 
We're reaching for it. We're pursuing. We're going after God. We have everything and we're hungry for more. And we're going after Him. And the kingdom of God is advancing. The kingdom of God is alive and advancing. Isaiah 9, 7. Of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. There is no end. So any little lie, don't be influenced by a lie that somehow this little tiny devil who got his little booty spanked and got completely destroyed and defeated, that somehow he's this big thing running the whole world. I think, I think if we had a picture, I think his neck is kind of just being squashed. He's under our feet. Jesus is alive. The kingdom of God is advancing. And how many of us know this is good news? This is good news. Come on. I mean, this is, this is what it's all about. You know what's awesome? And today is part of us moving from glory to glory. Today is part of this progressive journey we're on of advancing the kingdom of God. That's what we're doing today. Today we are, are obeying the Holy Spirit. I love obeying the Holy Spirit. We are aligning ourselves. We are... We are in alignment with what God is doing here at New Hope and also what God is doing in the earth. Today, we are moving forward. Today, there's a trajectory. There's a, there's a power, power boosters being ignited and they've been going. But today is a day where there's a thrust of moving forward. Today, we are commissioning. We are setting in. This is, Wanda and I were up this morning, and I get to do this one time. Get one shot. Got a great team around us today. But one time, this is a significant day. So today we're commissioning, setting in Steve and Joy as senior leaders of New Hope Community Church. Yay, God. Give them a clap. Yeah, you! Today is a historic day in every way. We use words, we throw out things, we have buzzwords. Truly is a significant day in the life of, of our city, of our church. It's a defining moment. I want you to understand defining moments are big in your life. Today's a defining moment in the life of this church. It's a big day for Steve and Joy and their beautiful girls, all four of them. It's also a big day for New Hope. This, is a, this, is, this covers a lot of ground. It's a big day for New Hope. It's a big day for the region. And what I was preparing today, it's a big day for Rochester, New York. This has significant impact. We're bigger. We're part of something big. We're not just these small little churches. We together... God has called us to work together and there's significance for the city. And before we move ahead any longer, I want to take a little moment to do some honoring of some special friends and guests who've been invited here today. Uh, first and foremost, we want to honor and acknowledge and these beautiful people, Tom and Ann Hogan and Tony and Susan Matarana. Just give them a big hand. We want to honor Joy and Steve's parents. 
Yeah. You. It's easy to say without them, we would not be here today. It's really that simple. Without you, and we love you, and we honor you, and we esteem all that you've poured in, and, and uh, the blessing that we've been together a long time. We've been together for, for decades. We have a pastoral team at New Hope, and when I use the word we, I want you to understand there's times... Every time I say we, it's most of the time I'm speaking of we. You know, there's power in agreement. We have a beautiful team, and I just want to acknowledge Mark and Shar. I want to acknowledge Bethany Bowles, Dan and Cheryl Hayescamp, Wanda and I, obviously Steve and Joy, but we want to honor the other parts of our pastoral team. And we are in agreement. We in agreement, gang? We're in agreement, but we've been walking this out together, so I want to honor our pastoral team uh, for their devotion and their hearts of seeking the Lord and walking through this together. We have fathers and mothers here. Carl and Susie, we want to honor you and thank you for all that you've laid and all that you've built on. I remind, um, I remind people all the time that the majority of this house has been raised up and fathered and mothered through their ministry. That's a powerful legacy. And we all are loving God and we're going after God. I want to thank Harold and Linda for being here with us today. It's so awesome. And what they bring to the body of Christ is just tremendous. And Jonathan and Karen, I want to thank you for being part of this, not just our family, but a big part of what's happening today. And just being part of this significant day, we thank you for who you are and what you release on the earth. Uh, If you don't know them, you'll get to know them more and more. They're wonderful. We have special guests. We have Jim and Sue Dalmage. You guys just even do this. Jim and Sue Dalmage. Mike and Sandy Iacucci. These guys have been instrumental. I mean, these guys literally, they knew these guys. They were their youth leaders. They were, had them in their homes. They served them. They discipled them. They loved them. Um, Mark and Diane Dupre, we honor you. We thank you for being here and what you bring. I don't know if Bill and Moe are here. I know they're running late, but Bill and Moe Carpenter. There you are. Blessings. We love to see you. M- remember my OCDs, my little OCD? Your seat was over there. But anyway, that's okay. No, I'm, I'm only kidding, Bill. Um, I do want to do something. I want you to know Jim and Sue are leaders at Joy Community Church. Mike and Sandy Iacucci are leaders at Calvary Assembly of God. Uh, Mark and Diane Dupre, they, they're, they associate, they're associate pastors at the Christ Community Church in Brockport, which we've had a relationship with years. And Bill and uh, Moe Carpenter, you guys have been an influence and a power uh, to Steve and Joy. Uh, Bill is a leader at Joy Community Church and the CEO of our ma- massive transit bus company uh, where my brother works, but we won't talk about that, right, Bill, today? Um, one of our... Special honored guest is a father here. He's not my father, but he is a father here. Now I'm teasing him. He's my dearest friend. He's a brother. I want you to know that everything that's kind of unfolding today, Chris has had a part in every part of it. He's been walking with us, uh, loving us, guiding, nurturing, bringing f- just who he is to our lives. And I want to honor Chris Dupre for being here. Chris. Don't know what I'd do without you. Um, 
So like I said, we means the pastoral team. So we are, uh, we are all in agreement of what God's doing today. Uh, one of the dynamics of our church family is we love the word team. You know, there's no I in team. I coached 10-year-old boys for years. There's no I in team. It's not about one individual. It's about many people, all the gifts of the body of Christ working together. So we're in agreement today. We love seeing God's kids walk in their calling, their gifting, their anointings. I want you to know what's happening today publicly. You know that what happens publicly has been behind the scenes happening, functioning, operating for years. And specifically, it has been operating for over a year and a half behind the scenes of what's taking place today. If you're curious, in 1 Timothy 3, it lays out some amazing qualifications. For what does the leader look like? What do they do? How, how do they think? What, what is their lifestyle like? And I want to tell you right now that Steve and Joy have demonstrated over years a servant lifestyle. They are quality leaders. They have, they have run the race to this point with excellence. I want you guys to know that Wanda and I are proud of you like everybody else. But I want you to know you're faithful servants. Steve and Joy, if you don't know them or, or you haven't got to meet them, uh, they're amazing leaders. They have an anointing. They have a call. Uh, I always say this because when you get to know them, it's amazing. They have great capacity. Girls, your parents have great capacity. And what I love about leadership is quality leadership, healthy leadership. You guys have demonstrated this, and we're so honored to be a part of this today. We are blessed and honored to release you into the fullness. There is a fullness that they're going to come into after this day. And there's a fullness of God's calling and his grace on your lives. I want you to know this. I know you know this, but grace will empower you to do the work he's called you to do. Again, we're so excited. We're so proud of you. In this church family, I just want you to say yay and amen, however you want to shout it out. Do you support these two and what God's doing? Yeah. We support you. Do you believe in them? You got their backs? Yeah. Thank you for being healthy. One of the things that we're going to see over the next bunch of years is thank you, Stephen Joy, for raising up and releasing other leaders into their callings and giftings. That's, that's one of their passions. Discovering that gold, raising it up, working on it, raising it up, releasing it to the kingdom of God. This is a little charge for you guys. I just want to, I want you to lead with grace. I want you to lead with passion. Lead with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. Stephen, you said that several weeks ago. It was one of your favorite Bill Johnson quotes. So lead with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. Think big. If you know Steve, he's always pushing. Think bigger. Take risks. Continue to push forward. Continue to push us forward. How many of you want to stay the same? No. How many of you want to keep moving out of the upward call of God? Yeah. So we want to see these guys push us forward. It's what they do. They guide and they lead us into our destiny. I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts because this was a choice. You have choices in the kingdom of God. And you said yes. You said yes. 
and we're excited. You've been saying yes, and this is a big, major step in that. What I want you to unfold today, what's going to be happening is uh, Chris Dupre is going to be coming up. He's going to be sharing a beautiful perspective from what he's been watching unfold here at New Hope. And then Jonathan's going to come up, and he's really anointed this idea. He's, he's, got, he's got a beautiful heart for what, what is a commissioning. What are we doing here today? And then we're going to lay hands, laying on of hands. We're going to lay hands on them. There's power in the laying on of hands and commissioning, declaring over them what God's doing. So we're going to do that right now, and we're going to participate in this. So, Chris, come on up. All right. Here you go, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Well, this is a very, very special time. I'm honored to be a part of it, honored to be a part of this family. Um, when I first came here in 1981, um, when I was 12, <laughs> with my wife and daughter. <laughs> Awkward, yes. Um, I'm so glad Tom and Ann and, and Tony and Susan were honored. You guys are amazing. Um, you, you raised up two incredible people. Um, when Ralph just said to your kids, you know, your parents have such capacity, I, I'm sure at that age they're like, Mom, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> but to have, to, to have raised up two people that do have an incredible capacity for growth uh, and multiple things happening at the same time, it means uh, where they came from is pretty incredible. So... <coughs> um, I want to spend another second on Carl and Susie. Um, will you guys stand a second? Because this wouldn't happen unless... It's, it, we, nowadays they call it a, a splant. You know what a splant is? It's a church split that you call a plant. <laughs> it's a splant. <laughs> Yes, we're sending them out. No, they're leaving as fast <laughs> as they can. <laughs> um, and, and they had a choice years ago to decide something. And you raised up Ralph and Wanda. And um, it could have been the kind of thing where, where somebody comes to a point and they become competition. And the spirit of comparison and competition is very easily um, uh, invited into the church in so many arenas. But you didn't let that happen. Not only did you raise them up and set them in, you didn't go anywhere. You stayed, and you, you stayed as mom and dad. You stayed as support, but you didn't stay in the front row to direct. You stayed in a place that you felt comfortable so you could just be there. And I just want to tell you, the reason that this is happening today is because of the example that you set years ago. So we just want to honor you with that specific thing in mind. So let's do that. See, Ralph and, Ralph and Wanda have an example that they can look at and go, hey, it, you know what, it works. And I'll just tell you, and Harold, I'm sure you're, you, and Jonathan, the same thing, and we travel around, and this does not happen everywhere. It just does not happen everywhere. Um, I got a phone call some years ago, I don't know, about five, six years ago, from some friends in, in St. Louis, and it was the pastor of the church. He'd been pastoring there 15 years. He had taken over for 
a gentleman who had pastored but had stayed in the church, um, had, had gone through a rough period of time. He stepped down, and it had been 15 years, and he called me and said, Chris, I'm supposed to step back and have, have uh, Harry become senior leader again. I said, well, where are you going? He goes, oh, nowhere. Nowhere. I just know that that's the call in his life. My call was to hold it here till he was ready again. See, that, that just doesn't happen everywhere. We're, we're in a bizarre race. You know, in John 10, in John 10, 10 we, we know when it talks about the thief comes to kill, destroy. Um, <clears throat> but if you read all of John 10, starting from the beginning, it's really talking about shepherds. And it's not, it's not talking about a devil. Now, we can infer that, and it's, it's true. You can apply that to the enemy. But the whole chapter is really about poor leadership. The chapter is about the poor leaders who come and they rob and they try to steal the sheep and they try to make them their own. And, and that the sheep that really know his voice, when they see this one, they run from him because it, their voice is not known to them. And so re- read, read it again because it's so easy just to put that label on, on the enemy and says, oh, that's the devil. But when you really see the capacity in it, it's talking about good leaders who have the heart of a shepherd and others that want to steal the sheep. And what's gone on here, the spirit that's been laid here over the years is the heart of a good shepherd. And the, 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 the hallmark of the heart of a good shepherd in John 10 is it's a door. It's an open doorway. The heart of a good shepherd always, always brings an open doorway for people to walk through to come into who they're called to be. And that's what you've laid here. So Ralph and Wanda, I love you guys. I just, years ago, Ralph talked about Steve and Joy, and he'd brag on them and said, their kids are my kids, or I love them, and I babysit. And I'm thinking, what pastor babysits <laughs> somebody in his congregation's kids? Um, but you do, <laughs> and you were so excited to do it, and you'd always talk about it. And, and it's, it's really funny, because Steve and I go way back, and Tim Brumbo, who was playing drums, we were all in sixth grade together. Yeah, I happen to be teaching, but they were <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, I love you guys. I'm I'm so glad that that she came into your life to, to help you. <laughs> your mother is shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> You know, Tom, I've, I've, I joked last time here, and I think I, was, I wasn't in a good, I shouldn't have done it. I joked something about your age. You're a wise man. You are a wise man. You are a deep, a deep well, and I just honor you uh, because what you have, he's got. He's got, he's got the quiet wisdom. Um, the most important part of a tree is its rooting system. And he's been rooted well, um, I think sixth grade was an amazing year for you. <laughs> it was a turning point. Because you were headed in sixth grade, you were headed towards that world of drugs and everything else. <laughs> something, something came into your life then. <laughs> something or somewhat. Anyway, I don't have a lot of time. I, d- I just want to quickly say how proud I am of you. And that wouldn't be happening today if it wasn't the fact that you always go low. You guys always go low because you saw somebody else go low. 
And so it's going to continue in this congregation. The spirit of humility is going to continue on. And it's going, that is going to allow people to become free. The spirit of humility allows others to be free. When I walk in humility, it frees others to be themselves. They don't have to compete with someone who's humble. And that's who you are. That's who you are. That's, that's the life that you have. I just want to say to the rest of this congregation, I know some of you are not, some of you are just dear friends that I haven't seen in so long. It's so good to see you. Uh, I just want to put you all in my car and take you home. Um, Laura would just so love to be here. Uh, she was speaking at a conference, otherwise she would be here. Um, but we all, everyone wants change until things start to change. So you're all going, yes, there's going to be some changes. This is good. I love Ralph and Wanda, but Steve and Joy, I just know they've got this, they're young and they're visionary and they're going to change things. It's going to be good. And then it's going to start to change. And you're going to go, who gave them authority to do what they're doing? (laughs) And the answer is God, and you gave them permission. So (laughs) I just want to encourage you. Right now, we've, we've honored some individuals. The best thing you can do for them is to honor them as they take their first initial steps. Give them space to be the leaders they're called to be. Don't question them out of the gate. The biggest thing you can do is, is to keep them in prayer. Bathe them in prayer during this time. And, and when they do something right, if for some strange reason they do, <laughs> which they will on a regular basis, let them know. Encourage them. Yeah. Praise them. You know, we were talking about this. and I was, So many people say, like, oh, wait, great job, good job. Oh, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. You know. What a beautiful song. Oh, it was God. No, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. It was, it was okay. It wasn't that good. Okay? <laughs> they can receive honor because they know how to say thank you, and they know how to take that thank you and throw it at the feet of Jesus later. They're not going to own the praise. The praise belongs to God. But encouragement is of God. So let it flow richly through here in the days ahead. Give them space to be who they're called to be. And you guys, I am so proud of you. I'm not your dad, but I would be so proud to be called your father. So I love you and go in God. Isaiah 40, those that wait on the Lord, let your life be about that. He'll renew your strength constantly because anybody that takes this role needs their strength renewed. I love you. Amen. One of the things we really love here at New Hope is the supernatural. And you hear us talk about it very, very frequently. And when we think of the supernatural, we typically think of healings, miracles, prophecy, things like that, right? That's the typical of what comes to mind. And a day like today could become, in our minds, something uh, more ceremonial, But it's not ceremonial. It's actually one of the most supernatural things that a church body can do is to set in new leadership. And we don't just do it 
especially in this body, we don't do it based on a vote. We don't do it based on some, some weird democratic approach. But like the early church, we believe that by the leading of the Holy Spirit, things change and people move and people shift and alignment comes. So uh, thinking about that and preparing for this, this very supernatural morning that we're having, actually, I saw um, Aaron Hosmer had, had written something recently saying that this is the most significant Sunday in 2016 for New Hope. That's a true statement. In 1 Samuel 10, the prophet Samuel is speaking to young King Saul, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord, this is 1 Samuel 10, 6, The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. He was talking about how the Holy Spirit was going to fall on young King Samuel. He's going to be walking on the road, and he'd come upon a group of prophets that are prophesying, and he would join in with them. And when that Spirit came on him, he would be changed into a different person. That's what happens when grace comes on you. See, we've heard grace a few times this morning, the concept of an empowerment. It's not just an empowerment, but it actually changes the carrier. Paul says of himself, I'm going to just read a few verses where he wrote of himself uh, in Romans 12, 3. He said, "For, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you. In 1 Corinthians 3.10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise master builder. 1 Corinthians 15.10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Ephesians 3, 7 and 8, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. And then finally, speaking of Jesus in Hebrews 2, 9, it says, but we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. See, the work that Paul did and the work that even Jesus did, they did by the grace on their life. And Paul, he was very aware of the grace that he was carrying. He even says, it was the grace that was given to me, and it caused me to work harder than anybody. So there's an awareness of when grace comes on you. It's not something that just is this nebulous concept or just sort of out there and far out. No, it's a weight. And you're conscious of it. You're aware of it. You're aware that you carry it. When we see this actually happening in the early church, uh, you can go back to starting with Jesus picking out the 12 disciples. And in Luke 6, I don't know if you've ever wondered, when did they become the 12 apostles? See, they weren't apostles from day one. They started as disciples. In Luke 6, verse 12 and 13, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. And spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he'd also designated apostles. So he had a larger group of disciples. He spends a night in prayer. It's serious business. Jesus is going to take all night to pray about this. 
pick out his 12 and designate them as apostles. Why is that such serious business? Because if you actually think about what is implied in them becoming apostles, these 12, he's putting a grace on them that will kill them. All of them, except for Judas Iscariot, who killed himself, the other 11 became martyrs because of the grace that came on their life. Jesus knows this. He looks at the situation as serious business, and he knows I'm putting a grace on them that is a weight. We always think of grace in such flowery positive terms, but there's a weight of empowerment that comes with it. And when that comes on these 12, 11 of them will end up dying because of the grace that comes on them. Years later, they'll spend their life in all, of the, all the countries around the region as they give their life for the cause of Jesus. So he knows what he's putting on their life has a heavy weight to it. Paul and Barnabas uh, actually became apostles uh, in Antioch. In Acts chapter 13, uh, we read this. Now in the church in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, Lucius, Lucius and Menaean and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and, fa- and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. From that point, they were no longer numbered among prophets and, and teachers, but they were sent off. They were sent out as apostles. It's that point that Paul would be able to point back to in his life and say, by the grace given me. When was it given him? In Acts 13 at Antioch. That's when it came on him and he became an apostle and was launched out. From there, it was no longer Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul, but it became Paul and Barnabas. He took the lead on the team and there was a change that took place. We have just in the next chapter in Acts 14, 23, Paul and Barnabas now are launched out and they come to uh, three different cities, Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. So Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church with prayer and fasting, committing them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So there's this serious business, especially keeping in mind the idea of fasting, you know, they, they're taking this pretty serious. And I, I believe that, that New Hope, the leadership here, has taken this quite serious as well. This is a big transition that's been in the process for over two years. Uh, two years ago, Steve and Joy were licensed. Last, last April, they were ordained. This year, they're being commissioned as the senior leaders here. And uh, we here, we believe in the five-fold ministry, but we're, we're not even calling out that specific ministry today officially. So I believe there's even more grace that will come in the future as those are come more to the surface. But today we're saying senior leaders are being set in place and other leaders are, are moving into another place. There's a recognition on, on Ralph and Wanda that the grace they carry is a pastor's heart grace. This is what they carry. And so they're going to be focused on their part in the body. And Steve and Joy are stepping up into the, the leading position. And so we have shifts that are going on. And this is one of the things that happens in a healthy body. 
And so we, we have the honor today to lay hands on them. And uh, some of the leadership has been fasting, some has been praying and just preparing our, our hearts to really set them into place and for grace to come on to them today. Uh, so those who've been asked uh, to be a part of the laying on of hands, we'd ask you to stand to your feet. Uh, Stephen Joy, would you come join us right here in the front? All right, would you go ahead and come forward, and let's just move in close. We have a few people that have also been asked to, uh, as we pray over them, to share and prophesy. So we have a specific, uh, uh, those who've been asked uh, for that, if you can move in closer to Stephen Joy, we'll make room for you here. And uh, let's just extend our hands. If you're, if you're still sitting, would everyone just extend their hands and join us in a heart of prayer right now? Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the grace that you give to leadership. We thank you for the weight that comes on them. And Father, we thank you that you've prepared the Hogan family for this weight, that you've prepared them and we believe you've prepared them and we stand behind them also to help lift up their arms, to lift up their hands, to carry the grace on their life. Joy, you are a supernatural, a spiritual midwife in this place. You know who's pregnant, and you know what they're carrying. And this will increase, and this will abound. You'll have the ability to see, as it would be, into the womb of every person, into the belly of every person in this place, and say, I know what you're carrying. The vision, the destiny, the calling that God has put within you, I can see it. And the Lord is going to give you anointing to even uh, cause contractions to happen, to cause labor to start. You're going to speak forth both through words and through the prophetic, and you're going to call forth that birthing of ministry and vision and destiny because you can see right in and right through. You're going to be able to induce labor as it would be in those people and say, it is time, bring it forth. It is time, bring it forth. It is time. Bring it forth. And for Stephen, I saw you as a centrifuge in this place. A centrifuge separates the heavy from the light. And you can see the heavier matters and the lighter matters. You'll be able to see the lesser and the greater, the more important and the least important. You'll be able to discern what needs to be spoken about and what needs to be let go. You'll know when to stop and when to pick up and pack up the tents and move. You'll be able to separate. You'll be able to know. The Lord would say that the time of pausing and hesitation is over. It is ended. Pausing and hesitation and even at time a little self-doubt, wondering, do I exactly know what to do? That Those things have gone away and you're going to move forward. Feel the staff in your hand. Feel the weight of it. Feel the texture of the wood. This is yours now, the Lord would say. Now, learn the staff and move forward. Steve, the Lord's given me a word for you guys in the last several days in bits and pieces, so I have my little cheat sheet here to, uh, so I don't forget. Um, you're a son of the house, and you've been perceived as a son of the house. But today, call, the Lord calls you Pioneer. 
receive that, and that's my calling to you. It will seem, and this is, this is part to the church, it will seem if it's, as if Steve and Joy are stepping out. But the Lord says, no, they're stepping in to the vision that I have for them. And it's a vision that they will see, and it's a vision that to them they are stepping into the vision. They're not just stepping out. So the Lord would encourage the church to ask for the eyes of the Spirit to see what they are stepping into, not just that they are stepping out. The Lord will give you new connections. He will give you new vision to see the new territories. And today the Lord pushes back the boundaries of the frontier that is in front of you. It's before you. He will show you the pathways. He will give you the methodologies, and he will give you the different companions that will come alongside you. And I feel I'm supposed to pray, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the threads and the different pathways of thought and heart and vision that you've put in, Steve. And today, I call them together. I call them to align. I call them to unite uh, for the growth of your kingdom, for the expansion of the boundaries of the kingdom of God. And, Steve, things will start to spark. Uh, Different thoughts, different feelings, they will start to come together. This is going to begin today in a whole new way. Uh, Receive it. uh, Test it. uh, But this will be the beginning of a a new vision and the wisdom that comes with that. In Jesus' name. When I was uh, praying for you this week... I the word steak came to my mind, and I saw you with a huge steak planting it in the field of the Lord. It's kind of like he's giving you the field of your dreams. You've dreamt it of late. We declare even future dreams over this mind that you'll see like never before, supernaturally knowing what the next step is with God, and he's giving you territory. I saw it in a huge field. And then the other part with steak has to do with Isaiah 54, where he says, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, because I'm going to give you space on the right and on the left, and your descendants are going to inherit wonderful things. And then the last one was, uh, this was weird, because it's not in the Bible, and I don't know much about it, but the word came to my mind, stakeholders. And God is going to enable you to know Who has what? Who brings what to the table? Your business stuff is going to come in so handy in the days ahead. God's going to give you supernatural wisdom. You're going to know this is what this person brings to the table, and he's going to expand, prosper you, bless you. We speak it over both of you. All of those things go for you too, Joy. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. All of those prayers, all of the fasting, everything that's been built up as far as a grace in the Spirit, we just release that impartation right now. We say grace, 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 grace to just drop on you guys, supernatural grace that you'd receive it. You're ready. Your metron has expanded. Your sphere of influence has grown, and the grace to handle it is coming on you right now. Steve, I just saw um, in the spirit that you're increasing in authority, and I believe that there's a strategic shift today that you're specifically increasing in your authority, and I believe it's going to hit you not just in your pastoral leadership role here, but as I've said to you before, in your business leadership, and I believe that your business is going to give you more authority in your pastoral role, and your pastoral role is giving you more authority in your business. 
And so I see an increase coming to both. And I see you um, even growing in stature in the spirit. I be- like you're already a pretty tall guy, but in the spirit, you just got a foot taller. Um, and Joy, I see your voice going louder and further this year, that you've, you've stepped in to your voice. You've stepped into your calling. You've let that roar in your spirit come out. And this year, the Lord says you're going to become, become even louder and even more influential. And that voice, that, that um, message you bring to the body is going to go further. And I just see healing coming to more and more people. Your sphere of influence is expanding greatly, not just to this church, but to even other churches and regions they're gonna, when those who hear your voice, your message of healing, are going to be set right and come into alignment. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I just feel like um, there's something strategic that God wants to do. If you guys would just bear with me, I feel like there's a prophetic act I want to release over you. Uh, I feel like, Steve, there, that the Lord has set in place a specific leadership team. So if you two could turn around and face the church, I feel like, I want, I feel like it's important that the church see this. Um, right. The Lord just showed me that... Um, yeah, if Ralph, could you come around front here? And then if the mothers and fathers could come in back, um, Wanda comes in front. And I want the pastoral leadership team in front facing them. Does that make sense? Yes. Pastoral. Yeah, pastoral team up front. So, Ralph, you're, um, what I saw was that Steve and Joy being set into leadership here, I saw that, um, that the pastoral team are going to be your shield. And they're going to shield your heart. So, Ralph, could you put your hand on Steve's heart? And then the, the other pastoral team, if you could link arms, almost like going across this way, like you're like this, like yeah. I would grab Beth's arm like this. Yeah, and from both sides. Yeah. So what I just saw was that, Steve, you're carrying such a capacity in this role, Steve and Joy together. And I felt like God had sent you this pastoral team to guard your heart. And it's not as in like they're guarding you from the church. They're not blocking people from your heart, but they're guarding you from any attacks of the enemy. They're guarding you from being overwhelmed and fatigued and overworked. And they're guarding your vision. They're they're your shield to protect the vision that you're carrying for this church. Your, the vision and the workload and the stamina that this is your team, Steve and Joy. This is your team, and they're there, and they're protecting your heart. They're, they're literally carrying your heart in there and themselves. And so I just want to release this as a prophetic act, not just in words, but I want the whole church to see this, that yeah. as I see just Ralph's hand goes first, he's the closest to your heart, and then the rest of the team here protects it. And I feel like the Lord is saying, if you feel that weight, if you feel overwhelmed, call a pastoral meeting because this is your team, and they're carrying and protecting your heart and carrying your vision forward. And so I just release that this is not just a promotion, a step up for joining Steve, but for the whole pastoral team and for the whole church here. All of us here, as even as we stretch out our hands to you, we are cheering you on. We are, are protecting your heart as well and saying, yes, we agree. Catch the vision. Go for the vision. Lead us into the vision, and we're here with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Harold. Hallelujah. For a new structure has been established in the earth. A new structure has been established in the earth. An authority has been granted and the heavens will align according to that which my people have decreed. For indeed, we have been given the authority and the living God has come into agreement with that which we decree. Let it be done. Let it be done. Let it be established. Make room for this anointing in the earth. 
Make room for this structure in the earth. Let everything be shaken and now aligned to that which we decree as God's people. Come forth. Darkness flee. Now make room. Make room. Make room for that which God has released in new authority. Let the nations hear. Let the people respond. Let the new faith, the new harvest come forth. It's time now. It's time now. For this has very been ordained since the day you said, Lord, send me. This has been ordained and now has ripened and come forth. This was preordained, for I saw your hearts years ago. And indeed, you grabbed a hold of it. You seized it. And now it is flourishing in the earth, and it will blossom and bear much fruit. Nothing, nothing can stop that which I have ordained, says the living God. A new stone, a new structure has been planted in the earth. And now all must yield to that which has been decreed. All must yield. Watch and see. The regions begin to conform. Watch and see a new people rise under your ministry. A new harvest and a young army. A young army that now are our children and the next generation shall rise under you and be said to the nations. Don't back down. Don't back down. For this is what's at hand. This is what's at hand and this is what I ordained when I saw your hearts. And I looked to and fro to find a heart that was willing and I have found those hearts. And here it shall happen, and with your own eyes you shall see, this shall be fulfilled. A people coming forth to shake the earth. Let this shaking today shake the earth from this day forward. Be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Wanda, come here. Jonathan, if you get the baton. Uh, We thank you, everyone, for being engaged, being part of this. We're going to close with this one last thing on the commissioning end. Um, This is is a baton, as you know. And Wanda and I, together, it's just another prophetic act of just taking this baton. And and really, you guys, what I saw is, I don't want to get really weird, but, 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 but I want to demonstrate something that Wanda and I are going to take a knee. If we can. (laughs) And what we want to represent is that our hearts are yielded to you. And we not only love you, but we do support you. And we believe in you, and we submit to you. And we submit to your vision, and we want to see you so succeed, and we're going to be part of it. Now, the cool thing about this baton race... Wani, up nice. Come on, here we go. (laughs) She's got the flex, really. So as we hand the baton to Steve and Joy, here's the cool thing. You know how to relay? Kind of hand it to them, then the other person runs up. And guess what? We get to run together. We get to run together for years. We are going to run together. So we love you, and we're running together. And you're awesome. So let's give the Lord a big shout, a big clap. Yeah. Yeah, we seal it all. Amen. We are, um, that's awesome. I know that uh, when I, I'm sharing, I'm sharing in the heart of a father who is so grateful 
for your love for your bride. I have watched you love her and watched her blossom into the woman she is today. It is because of the grace that's on your life, the integrity that's in your heart, Steve. I pray that it would be released to the Lord's bride, that you would allow the Lord's bride to be loved, and that you would show that integrity and honesty and the depth of commitment to God's bride as you have to my daughter. And my daughter, I pray you'd submit yourself to the headship as, as a gifted and talented and an anointed woman of God, but to stay supporting this man and to love him with all your heart as, as a bride. And I pray that the bride of Christ would do the same thing in loving this couple as your new leadership. God bless you both. I love you. Steve and Joy, do you want to say something? Well, yeah, this is like so overwhelming. It's so amazing. Um, it's just so great to feel the support from all of you and from all of our friends and leaders. And uh, I, I did realize something uh, when we were doing the baton, baton hand. This is going to sound really weird, but I had an experience a couple weeks ago when I was watching the Star Wars movie that came out, The Force Awakens. I am not kidding. Yeah, I like those movies, but I don't usually really get typically emotional during them. But in, you know, my friend Mark here is the film critic uh, from RIT, so he'll know the scene I'm talking about. Um, but there's a scene at the end of the movie where Ray, the new young girl they've introduced into Star Wars, goes running up. Does anyone remember that scene at the very end of the movie? And there's this amazing sense of anticipation, and like the music's amazing, the camera shots are amazing, showing this island, and she's running up, and you just feel this, I'm getting emotional about it, but this convergence of this new and with the experienced in the old. Um, and what I, I think what I really felt during that time was what God, you know, what God is doing with us and at New Hope and with friends in the community and the region. Um, but I go back to that, and I don't usually start crying during a scene in a movie like that, but I felt the power of something being passed. And it was, you know, this young, she was, it was almost a baton hand. And I didn't realize it until now we just did this, but in a, in a sense, it was like him getting, you know, taking his authority her stepping up into her new area of authority, and there's this amazing convergence that felt... I started crying, and I didn't even understand it until this morning. Um, but I feel like God's doing something bigger that's so much bigger than us, you know. Yeah, and I will, and if you want to say something, but just one more quick little thing. Um, just how amazing God is, and there's so many here, uh, Bonnie Hofline and Jan Nagel, and I mean, just people, the Fentons, our friends who have been around here forever, who will know and appreciate this, um, but how amazing God is and how he works, and one little simple thing can shift a whole generation. Uh, my aunt, who's not here today, she's in California, pulled into this parking lot back in 1983, and had no idea what this church was about. And she was emotional about something. She pulled off into the parking lot to just deal with what she was having going through a real hard time, did not know the Lord. Like just was, she'll tell you she was a mess. She pulled out in the parking lot here, and some ladies of this church back in 1983 came out to pray for her and prayed with her and invited her to church you know, some Sunday. And a couple weeks later, she came. She came here to a service had no idea about this church, you know, or what it was about. She got saved. 
she encountered God here. Um, my parents came to know the Lord shortly after. My grandma, who attended here for years, came to know the Lord. Uh, we have a lot of my family on my father's side up here in the second row. They all came to know the Lord. They've been going to Greece New Testament now, which Pastor Crowley for years. Um, uh, my whole mother's side of the family came to know Christ. My father's family uh, came to know Christ because of an encounter here that has had a ripple effect through our generations. Is someone pulling in on accident, and look what God has done. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, it's amazing. I just um, appreciate your love and support more than anything, and um, the only reason this works is because you're family. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not interested in being the leaders of slaves we're interested in being family so we just appreciate i mean looking at your beautiful faces and acknowledging the fact that you guys are our family we love you deeply and uh, thank you for honoring us and, and seeing something in us love you amen we really hope you enjoyed this week's message Please join us again sometime, and be sure to check out our exciting resources at newhopecom.org.